What's up, everybody? This is Metcalf's Music Ministry. So on this episode, I got Justin Orr with me once hey. again. Let me get a little closer so we can hear everything. The great producer, Justin Orr. <laughs> and um, just dragged someone out of the parking lot that I just found. <laughs> Hello. Zach Potter and his fiance Haley is in the corner over there trying not to speak. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <clears throat> so Zach you just put out a new single, right? That's right. This is your first single? This is my first single um in this in this um style of music. I'm um I'm really I'm really happy with it. That's great. And who produced that for you? Mr. Justin Orr. <laughs> the one and the only. The one and only, right. So tell me a little bit about this song. <clears throat> well, um, the song for me, Diamond in the Rough, represents for me um, just knowing where I come from and, you know, people that know me. And uh, I guess basically me just sharing my testimony with you is um, the Diamond in the Rough come before I got to know Christ. And um, I just got home from jail. Okay. And um, prior to jail, I'd been to prison. So just to go ahead and just wrap this up. I'm going to go ahead and can I just yeah. tell it? Yeah, so, absolutely. Go ahead. So <clears throat> grew up in Gaffney. Um, music's been a big interest for me, for me my whole life. And um, I grew up what I thought was a normal family, but, you know, to each its own. And, um, mm-hmm. you know... I've I've been places and seen things that most people would be terrified of, and come you know to adulthood, um, I got addicted to drugs and you know lost faith in God. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of made music my crutch. That was my my go to. Now, were you in bands per se, yeah. or were you? Yeah, I so I come home from prison in April first, two thousand nineteen, and. Uh, <laughs> I immediately jumped in a band like the second day I was home. Okay. And um, it was actually my brother's band. Okay. And uh, my brother's a drummer, and Mm -hmm. his wife and best friend had a band. Okay. And they were looking for a lead singer. So the last week of me being in prison, my brother and my mom and dad and sister come and visited me. Mm -hmm. And um, he brought it to my attention that they wanted a singer. Okay. Wanted me. So I'm like, okay, yes. So I'm coming back home thinking all my ducks were in a row. You know, I was ready to come back home to society and the real world. Right. So I come home, the music, we, it takes off. Okay. And um, about a week before our first show, my brother's wife, some bad things happened. And mm-hmm. it caused us not to perform, get to go play or anything. And immediately, um, you know, in my head, where I what I had worked so hard for, put in hours and hours of just practice, time, writing, everything, mm-hmm. got taken from me. And trying to deal with what my brother was going through at the time, you know, I kind of put my emotions and feelings on the back burner. Yeah. Not knowing what it was really doing to me. And it caused me into a relapse. Okay. And um, it was worse than any other time before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was pretty bad. And um, probably, not, I, can't, I can't give you a for sure date, but yeah. 
in the very beginning when the re, when I relapsed, that's when I met Haley. Okay. And, <clears throat> and um, she didn't know what she was getting in for. I didn't know what I was getting in for, you know. Uh-huh. I just knew that this was something that I had no control over, no uh-huh. power, and um, I took her for a ride. Okay. And so basically about half of our relationship that we're, con- we're currently in right now, mm-hmm. she was with a drug addict, uh-huh. like a raging drug addict. And um, I should have been, been in jail probably a lot sooner than when I went. Yeah, but I didn't. I just ducked. I just duck and dodge it. Yeah. So I get arrested in February, and um, you know, I go to I go, I go to jail here in my town, Gaffney. Okay. But I had to go to Shelby, Cleveland County, for some charges that were before I'd even went to prison. Mm-hmm. So I had to go do old time. So in jail there, you know. I just question God yeah. on a regular basis, like why? Like if you're if you're real, if you say you are who you are, why? You know why? Just why? Yeah. Well, I was getting out of jail on a Monday. With that um, Friday, you know, I'm sitting in my cell and I just had a heart to heart with God. Yeah. And um, Sunday rolls around, and uh, <clears throat> they let preachers come in, okay, preach sermons. And this little old guy, man, he was probably literally like 90 years old. Yeah. I mean, he was feeble. And um, he come up to me. Well, compared to you, most people are feeble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy, man, he he come up to me with a a walker with okay. tennis balls on the bottom of it. He was that old. Okay. He was, he was the guy from Up? Yeah. The Disney movie? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he was that guy. <laughs> and um, he come to me, and um, my roommate... He was asleep, and I just remember I was, like, trying to look out the side of my door and watch TV through the glass, and uh, the preacher just, like, he refused to walk away from my door. Mm-hmm. You know, he just kind of looked at me, then, you know, like, we made eye contact, and then he just, like, locked in on me. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, you know, how you doing, what's your name, so on and so forth. So I told him my name, told him, you know, basically what I'm telling you, and uh, he asked, could he read a scripture for me out of the Bible, and he started uh-huh. talking about the prodigal son and, uh, you know, just talked about how much, you know, knowing the little bit of me that I just told him about that, you know, it reminded him so much of that story in the Bible. Yeah. So I grew up in church, you know, I've kind of straddled the fence with it my whole life. Right. Just in the, my family and, you know, so I, I never really understood it. Yeah. I understood, but I didn't. And, um... So he got talking about the prodigal son, and, um, you know, just I understood. Mm-hmm. Like that day, I understood what he was saying. And um, I don't know, man. He left. He prayed for me. He left, and it was over. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that that moment of him physically being there was over and gone, but, like, the feeling and the, the emotions I had from it, like, mm-hmm. never left. Yeah. And I remember looking at my in my little um, mirror in my cell, and I was just like, you know, you gotta like, it, you gotta face it. You gotta face this. You gotta just mm-hmm. face God. Right. And I was, I think for years, you know, up until that day, I didn't know that. I face. I was always in the face of God, but I never really. It never really bothered me. It never was a factor. Right. You know, I just kind of 
like went in autopilot. So that made it really real to you. Oh yeah, he mm-hmm. it, it definitely stood out that day, and it just you know, I guess when you get tired of being sick and tired, mm-hmm. you know, you just I'd had enough, and um, so that day, you know, I promised myself. You know, I looked myself in the mirror and I was just like, you know, God, please take this pain away. Yeah. So on and so forth. Talked to her, you know, countless times on the phone, you know, and the whole jailhouse religion. And, you know, yeah. that's a big common thing in the prison world. And, mm-hmm. You know, but it was different. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt it in my heart and, you know, I just felt like a whole other person on the inside. I felt like a, like I was reborn. Right. And um, so I told her, you know, when I come home. Like it's over, because mm-hmm. like she never got to meet the real me. Yeah, the first time she met me as a person, mm-hmm. it was in jail. <laughs> so like our first date was through the glass. <laughs> really? Yeah. And, I bet uh, that was exciting for you. How romantic, <laughs> right? Very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I promised her that day. Um, I promised myself. I promised God that it was, it was over. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's a feeling that most people, what I've been and what I've been through, will never understand. Yeah. And me even trying to explain it now, probably just to people who's listening or will listen, it would just blow their mind because it's just where I was at and where I'm at now was like yeah. like, like that whole other life was a dream, mm-hmm. like a nightmare. And um, just to be born again. So I come home. Okay. Now, the first band, like I said... We split right before it got good, Mm -hmm. and that's what caused the relapse. When I come home from jail in February of uh, 2020, I still, my faith was a lot stronger, but I still kind of, you know, music was my crutch. Yeah. So I come home and immediately start another band. Okay. Okay. The second band was even better than the first. Mm -hmm. Way better. And, um... Everything was going great. I'm like, okay, everything's good now. And um, we put out a song. It got played on the radio. Still gets played on the radio. Really? Yeah. On, you know, 93.3 The Planet. But uh-huh. So I felt like the, the hard work that I put in was finally paying off. Yeah. And and it was, you know, momentarily. Mm-hmm. And then a week before we were supposed to go record our next song, my bandmates decided to kick me out of the band that I created. <laughs> so they done a majority vote and kicked me out. Wow. So with that, her, you know, her experience with the first band and, and losing everything, she was worried that I was going to relapse. Yeah. Everybody did. Yeah. And um, it was different. Mm-hmm. It was my mom's birthday. We was at a little Mexican joint up here uptown. Okay. And my bandmate sent me a message, and I took it as a joke because everything was going... I was blindsided. I mean, you were on the radio, like like we had just yes, we yeah. was just on the radio like three weeks before, uh-huh. and was going to go record our next song, which I thought was going to be a better song. I'm like, you know, the ball's rolling, right? And um, so I get the text message from one of my bandmates who was like, I was real close with, that I was no longer in the band. So I take it as a joke, laugh at them, yada yada yada, mm-hmm. and come to find out it was I, they were. It was for real. Like, wow. they wanted me out. So <clears throat> I go to his house. I get my stuff. 
we we exchange words, and she has no idea of what I'm going to do or yeah. what I'm capable of doing at that point. Because mm-hmm. I was furious. Yeah. You know, everything, like I said, from the first time and then that, then I, all, I put all my eggs in one basket. Right. That, that music was my world, mm-hmm. and it got taken from me again. Yeah. So it was like, you know, just learning how to walk again and build everything up, then they're going like, to kick your feet out from under you. Right. So I didn't relapse, and now... I'm skipping parts here. I come on from jail. <laughs> okay. Justin, me and I had cut my Haley's son's hair. Mm-hmm. And Justin responded to it on Instagram, and we started talking back and forth on Instagram. I just want to point out it was a sweet mullet. <laughs> sweet mullet. It was a sweet mullet. Sweet mullet. And I just, I just cut mine and Jude's hair into a mullet. And so... Uh, yeah, I had to comment. <laughs> no, I mean, I really, I seen it, and and I'd I'd been seeing um, different posts and stuff from 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 them. Okay, and took notice of it, and and I don't know. It just it was. Now, were, did you two know each other? Okay, so me and me and him uh, know each other from probably fifteen years ago, okay. fifteen or so years ago, um, through music. Through, yeah, yeah, I was I was in a me and um, his cousin Matt played music together oh okay like we never did any gigging or anything like that but we just just like, played together yeah house played together. music house music yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> and not like house music no like, like, you but know, in bon- the house we were the bonfire the yeah. bonfire you know duo did, did you ever make it to the garage though we did we did it a couple of garage it was, it was you know it was nice man nice. Was nice. <laughs> good times good times <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like Justin was saying you know that's how I, that's when me and him, I guess, first, you know, clicked, was mm-hmm. through my cousin. And me and him, between him and Matt doing music together, you know, I had no choice but to jump in. And we, you know, we was all three doing music, you know. Right, mm-hmm. right, yeah. Music has no, no, uh, no favorites. Oh, yeah, we'd sit around and all sing together and stuff. So oh, I mean, okay. we'd go from Jack Johnson to... <laughs> Brian McKnight to uh, Backstreet Boys. I mean, whatever. I mean, just whatever. Right. The Brian McKnight in the Backstreet Boys was definitely Zach. No, 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 no. That was just yeah. him in the corner doing that. That's trying to ignore it. You're like, <laughs> you're like what are you doing? Zach, man, but, just leave him alone. He'll, he'll, he'll stop. When he's <laughs> and it did. It, fa- it faded out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, we did, we did music. You know, we partied a little bit back in the day and um, – you know, then we kind of went our separate ways in life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he went his way. He went through his his trials and tribulations. You mm-hmm. know, he dealt with his own demons. And, um, you know, I dealt with my own demons. Right. And, um, you know, we just, we handled things differently. You know, God, God showed him his power in his own way to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God showed me his power towards me. In a different way. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about my my testimony, and I wrote this. I picked up the notebook while ago to write this down because I, I was like, I could not believe the the similarities in what you were saying um, when you were saying that. Excuse me. After after that guy left, that you uh, looked in the mirror and like you had to face God. And yeah. You're like okay, you're real. I feel. And I was explaining sort of the same exact situation of me looking out the window of Philadelphia over the top of Philadelphia and going okay I know you're real like it was almost we got, kind of said the same exact thing and I could I know exactly what you felt you were in a prison mm-hmm. uh, looking in a mirror at yourself and I was in a I was in a 
apartment in downtown Philly confined right around Christmas. You couldn't go nowhere. You was in your own prison. It was on our, yeah, and my daughter had cancer, you know, so, like, I was going, I was in my own, like, prison, and then I'm looking out the window having the exact same thought of, like, I've got to look, like, God, I know you're real now. Like, I've got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got to change. And and I think we both had the similarity of, of like, you went from that know, you knowing God was real, but you didn't understand what that relationship looked like yeah. yet, and, and and I envied people who did, and I did the I did the thing too because like I left there and I continue and like I continued to drink. I mean, I remember uh, there was a couple of, of times. There was one time in particular that Lucy was having. Uh, um, this is when we were driving to Philly, you know, and Lucy was having. Um, checkups done she was done with chemo or whatever and i remember I, w- I was already like starting to backslide a little bit and like i would you know pick up a bottle of liquor or something on, on while we were there and be like you know like a little pint or something and be like oh it's okay you know like everybody's gonna go to sleep i'm gonna have a couple of drinks and I remember like thinking like i'm, I'm not doing like so what i'm saying is it didn't get, i didn't get it then but I got, but I understood that God yeah. was real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I remember us having a conversation um, right before the men's retreat. And I'm sure you're going to get there, but we're, um, you had questions, and Haley was like, "You need to talk to Justin." Oh, you, yeah. you had some like real specific questions, and I remember having that conversation and knowing that like leaving that conversation, knowing that like you were in like just right at the reach of grabbing a hold of Jesus. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, that was the thing. Like, so I come home from jail, and um, we get back to the Instagram thing. One good thing in prison, I learned how to cut hair real good. Okay. And, um, <laughs> so he, Justin had commented on it, and I had just, I, don't, I can't give you a for sure day, but it was in a couple of days prior to that, Mm-hmm. I had brought Justin's name up about something, music. It was on a music level, right? Before I'd even knew that he was a worship, you know, worship leader, and mm-hmm. you know, I knew I knew music was there, but I didn't know how deep he was in with God, right? And uh, but just me and her in the car, I was listening to music, you know, the Fallen from Grace. My band was, you know, picking up real good, but I had brought him up in conversation, and then he commented on the hair the haircut that I'd done for Eli. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, this is crazy. This is like, you know, what a coincidence. So mm-hmm. I hit him back up and I invited Justin over. Mm-hmm. Now this is how much of a misfit our band was. Okay. I'm a convicted felon. Uh-huh. Been to prison. Two of my bandmates were city cops. One of my bandmates was a full blown Satanist. <laughs> and my brother was just just a member of the band. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we all had our own stories, and it was it, it could have been a good story, but it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And that's how I look at it when, when we had the falling out, when they decided to kick me out of the band. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, natural instinct, I, I go into rage. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm, you know, I part of me is like, I kind of know what's about to come, so what do I do? God, what do I do? Right. So we go to, we go to his house. <clears throat> I get my stuff, say what I have to say. I, you know, haven't looked back since. But um, Justin come over. 
he heard his practice. You know, me and Justin clicked right off the bat and was like, hey, <clears throat> we need to work together, you know, whether – and I told him, I was like, whether I'm with you, me and you doing something, mm -hmm. or you wanting to, you know, like, record a song for our band, whatever, you know. Right. We've, we're, we, we've met back up in the flesh again, you know. Mm -hmm. Good things are to come, you know, one way or another. Right. Little did I know what was about to come. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just straight from left field was um, <laughs> he'd mentioned the men's retreat. Yeah. And, um, man, that was like, what, two or three months before we actually went? It was right Ooh. when I first come home in, yeah. like, February. Yeah. Well, no. Um, so I'm, I'm going to put it a little bit more in linear uh, time here. Um, so I came over to your house before I I, I seen the band play, right? Mm -hmm. And because you were like, I want to speak to you about, I want to talk about music. And I came over and me and you had a long conversation. It had a lot of it had to do with music, but I was there for other reasons, you know. Like uh, so that conversation happened, and I and I I told him that night I was like, we're not, you know, I'm here for you, like. The music's one thing, but until you get this right with God, like yeah. this is music is a crutch, and and his intensity about music, I foreseen, in which I you know after even telling me and Haley talking about it as well, I knew that like relapse is well, a just huge possibility if he doesn't learn not to lean on something. And and my uh, drive's crazy, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> crazy. He was so intense about this this band and, and wanting it to do right and want, wanting to. Uh, everyone on the same page as him and his intensity mm -hmm. and his seriousness about it. And I knew, I was like, man, as soon as that gets snatched out from under you, like, you're left with what? Like, what are you left with? And and me and Zach's had this conversation, and it's something I had to learn um, way early on in my walk, is that, like, if, if you're not... And so he would come here and hang out um, with the studio and everything, hang out, we'd have conversations and um, but that that was after actually after the band broke up. So yeah, the band the um, but you, I come to you the the day after the day after the band. Yeah, the day after. Okay, so they came here. That's right, and and that's when um, we kind of talked about it, and 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 that was the night that I said, look, we got the we got the uh, band of brothers weekend coming up, and yeah. I think it was two weeks from then. Yeah. Like I got two weeks from now, I want to sign or three weeks, whatever it was. I want to sign you up. He, he looks at her, and she's like, "Okay." And he's like, "All right, I'm going." <laughs> yeah. And so we signed him up, and boom, he he went he went on the men's retreat, and uh, that's where things got good. He had um, Diamond in the Rough already pinned partly, partially yeah. at least the first verse and chorus maybe. Yeah, and um, had that when he got into the into the car, and I and I'll be honest, like I didn't uh, didn't even read it. Like I, was, I every time I'd start reading it, somebody would come into the room or somebody throw something at me or whatever. He man. was he would get easily distracted to not read it constantly. Like man, I never read that song all the way through until we came here to work on it. That sounds about like you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I started writing Diamond in the Rough. I didn't know what or where if I was going to try to like go through the whole band thing again. Right. Um, you know, I didn't two attempts at it back to back, and I kind of got smashed. Right. So you know, I'm starting to look in. A, I'm just starting to look at things to where I, I really, honestly, 
up until here recently, and what it was never a matter of not trusting Justin. Mm-hmm. I didn't trust nobody. Yeah, you know, with like with my music, because mm-hmm. as much hard work as I put in on two different occasions, yeah, my hard work kind of uh, got crumbled up and stoned into the trash. Right. So you know, I, I kind of had like um, just um, ill will towards everybody. Right. You know. You know, it's like, what is my hard work not good enough for you or something? That's mm-hmm. that's the mentality I had. Yeah. So I kind of had, you know, bad intentions with everybody. Yeah. Either you like it or, you know, just don't don't lead me on. Mm-hmm. So he picks me up for the manager treat, pulls up in the yard in the church van like seven o'clock in the morning, blasting music like we just like we like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> that's me. So I roll out to the van, give her a kiss goodbye, and um, like you said, than, uh Backstreet Boys. Absolutely. Like you were about. I, I was like, oh, we gotta get Brian, the good my, mood. Brian I know McKnight what, remix. We'll do it, man. I know what really gets <laughs> Jack's. I mean, Zach's uh, gears going. <laughs> so we get in the van, and um, you know, she had she had seen, she sees all the behind scene type stuff at the house, mm-hmm. and um, you know. She kind of had the, you know, she knew, she knows my drive, and it it, it can be toxic, mm-hmm. my my drive level for music, especially because every song, every original song that I wrote, even prior to Diamond in the Rough, is mm-hmm. all like in your face, real, like you, it's real. It's, yeah, it's my personal story that I've been through. Mm-hmm. I'm not writing a story about Joe down the street. You know, it's it's me yeah and um you know most people this day and age can relate to it yeah because if somebody's not on drugs currently they've been on drugs or they know somebody that's on drugs right so it hits on every base Mm -hmm. and um i knew even if diamond in the rough wouldn't be what it is right now i knew it was going to be something special yeah for me because it was a whole going from the dark side of life mm-hmm. to the light side of life. Yeah. And um, I just didn't, like I said, up until that morning he picked me up, I didn't know what I was going, I didn't know what I was coming into. Yeah. You know, I wanted to go on the men's retreat. I thought it was a getaway, get me away from the music, those people, everything, catch up on old times with me and him. Yeah. I needed a, I needed a vacation. Mm-hmm. Mentally, physically, I needed. I needed to get away. And that was the thing that Haley like pushed for. She was like, "Please go. Like you need this. Let let me breathe. You know, I'm, I'm sure I got on her nerves. Yeah. every day, all day. Any comments to that? No, just say yes. It's true. <laughs> well, it's true, but I I knew what was to come. Yeah, I had I had full expectations of what was to come if he just got away. And I, I think one of the last things I told him before he's left was. You need to let God in. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. remember. I remember I'm that. I'm pretty quote. sure that was one of the last things I said yeah. before he left was, "You need to let God in. Just let and everything like, else go this weekend and yeah. let he, God in." He talked about that on the way up there too. We had great. And like I said, I think the thing too was, God's always been there for me. Mm-hmm. I just never, I never let him in. Right. You know, like I said, I grew up on both sides of my family. We're into, you know, Christ, you know, Christianity. Yeah. My dad was a, a youth minister, a choir director, mm-hmm. um, but he lived a whole another dark life that is for another time. Uh-huh. 
And uh, my mom's family are bluegrass, gospel music, and been doing it for 40 years. Really? So I, I've been in that world of God and that type of music my whole life. Right. I just, I, I, I wouldn't let it in. Yeah. I guess because I've seen the, the, hypocritical, the hypocritical side of it. So it kind of like, I kept my distance with it. Right. Because I've seen the bad side of mm-hmm. the godly people. Yeah. And uh, so I didn't want no part of it. So that's what I done was what I done. Yeah. And um, so Justin picks me up. We're on the way to Ridgecrest. And I'm like, hey, man, listen, I've been working on this. Tell me what you think. We're going up the interstate. And he reads it, whether he was acting or not. He was like, I don't, I don't think I was reading that. I think he read it. He, I, I read he, it, he read it, to, it you. to me. I was, I, was like, I was like, hey, man, I said, listen, just listen to what I got to say. Listen to these lyrics. I read it to him. And he was like, yeah, man, that's awesome. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, cool. And it was that. Yeah, yeah. And um, but I told him, I was like, you know, I want I want I want us to work on it some. And like he said, you know, he had he was doing his thing up there, he got distracted, I get distracted, yeah. we were playing cornhole, we was going rafting, whatever. Right. And um so it just kind of laid there. Mm-hmm. And um And I, and also like when when I started talking we started talking music at first, it was about um before this, it was about recording your band. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I basically wanted a band or an artist that I could guinea pig. Right. Like, I could learn how to record somebody that I didn't have any, any skin in the game on, mm-hmm. you know, and just and work. And and honestly, you know, toward, a, like, a hard rock, modern rock thing, yeah. that's totally outside yeah. of my, outside of my, um, that's my the type normal, of music I've done yeah. prior to. And I, yeah. And so, I, like, I wouldn't normally... And I didn't write the song, so I was like, I'll just be able to do that. Well, then when he starts talking about this, this song, you know, and he's giving me the kind of the the rundown of how he's kind of thinking it's going, you know, um, it's hard. It was hard for me to envision, like, how do I how do I work on? Well, we was coming from two different worlds. Yeah. How do I work on this with you and not put too you know uh, one thing is putting too many irons in the fire and got mm-hmm. too much going on like, right that's a big worry sometimes especially with like trying to get you know get things done but it's amazing that once i seen god working in zach after this you know he'll yeah. go into the story but how how much i wanted to invest mm-hmm. you know time and effort and and you know that's, i love this song now and Zach, you don't play any instruments, do you? You just sing, right? Mm-hmm. So sing and write, right? So I try to play the guitar every time I'm in here, but I oh. it, he naturally plays the G every time. I'm telling you, he, <laughs> yeah, he I can like do that. it, man. He can do it. If he I picks up to, the guitar and his hands land on the G, yeah. like so. I mean, it. and that's the thing. Like he was, even like with instruments, like every every man on my mom's side of the family mm-hmm. can play any stringed instrument. My cousin Matt, yeah. Play a banjo, a bass, guitar, I mean, anything. Mm-hmm. So I've always been around it, you know, and it, I even got a guitar at the house. Yeah. That I just, I'll pick up randomly and I'll go straight to that G chord and it'll sound good. And I'll look at Haley and kind of get that, you know, I'm happy. You're like, woo, yeah. Then I go to another one and it's crap. <laughs> so I just put the guitar down. But so, yeah, I, I explained the, you know, the meaning behind Diamond in the Rough for me. Okay was, you know, when God, when Jesus was on this earth in mm-hmm. the flesh, you know, he had a, a a crowd of people, a small crowd of people that 
were God followers. Right. You know, they believed that he said who he was, Mm -hmm. you know, and you couldn't change their mind about it. And so he was the diamond. And, you know, all the other people that crucified him, you know, they thought he was a liar. He, you know, he was a false prophet. He was, he was a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Said he was the Messiah. He was this. He was the Son of God. And they laughed at him. Right. And they killed him for it. And, um, you know, to me, that was my interpretation of, you know, he was a diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he proved himself. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, I consider myself a diamond in the rough because of the life that I was living prison, getting stabbed in prison, hmm. coming home, relapsing, using drugs, you know, I was, I was better than the person that I was. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, I was holding myself back Yeah. to letting, to letting the real me know the real God. Yeah. And when I did, we was at Ridgecrest. I was still curious, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, God had my attention when I left jail. Mm-hmm. You know, when I got saved that day in jail, God had my attention. I didn't have no desire, no temptation to do drugs no more. I was still, I was a virgin to it. You know, yeah. I, was, I was curious. I was, I wanted to know as much as I could know. And, um, you know, it was a learning process, and I'm still learning. Right. Well, know, and I'll learn, I'll learn for the rest of my day, you know, for the rest of my days on this earth. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um... <clears throat> So we get to Ridgecrest, we're there, we go rafting the first day. And um, my my intent, like, whatever I do, I got to go 100 at it. <laughs> Whether it's with music, anything that I do, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, I have one speed and it's like super fast. Yeah. And um, so we get to Ridgecrest, we go rafting, me, Justin, Skipper, and ne- uh, McNeil. McNeil. And this old Tom, guy Tom, named Tom, Tom mm-hmm. Merrill, and he rode it. He rode out the rapids with us, and it, it left me wanting more. You know, we we prayed in the river at the little, um, the love rock or something, tunnel of love or something. It was like a little. It was crazy, <laughs> man. But dude, the material. This was so. The, were these rafts like a little? Uh, no, um, no. It's like one big raft. Oh, okay. Like, so one it, big raft, and it was. It, five it wasn't like the goose. Uh, Goose rafts that they go down the tunnel of loving. <laughs> no, nah, big no. hearts on the side. No, no gondola, no. <laughs> so we, we pull up at this the tunnel of love, and um, it's pouring down rain, like pouring down monsoon. And we all get out, and we're stretching, we're taking a little break, and uh, we start praying right there in the pouring down rain. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, that was my first God moment, I think. Mm-hmm. The first one that, like, you know, kind of gave me that warm, fuzzy feeling on the inside. Right. Like, wow, you know, there's more to life than what I was living. And um, so we left there. We got done that day. And I was like, yeah, man, I want more. You know, not just more of the, the rapids and the raft and the water. Like, I'll, God's got my attention now. Now, I'm, you know, we're going to the uh, conference room. We're having revival in there. They're, mm-hmm. they're singing. You know, I'm just like. I'm soaking it in. Yeah. I'm just like, whew. and um, next day we get up, we go in the rapids, and um, it was a pretty chill day. And then like little over halfway through, we go through this long stretch of just like calm water, and I'm sitting there, and 
I'm just I'm bored. I'm just like <laughs> But in and this is the crazy part. This is where like this right here's what like hit the, the nail on the head for me was was sitting there and I just kind of zoned out. Just kind of like reminiscing on everything that's been happening in my life in the past. Right. And where it's led me to and I'm like asking myself and asking God like why am I here? Why am I in this water? Why am I with Justin Orr? Why am I here with this guy? You know, everything, I'm just asking a million questions. Yeah. And um, I remember standing up. I remember standing up, and I look ahead, and I see the rapids. And I remember Skipper saying, this is going to be fun. Because <laughs> we was going to go around it, and, I, and Skipper's like, y'all want to go down it? And we're like, yeah, I'm bored. Let's yeah. do something. Yeah. And I remember standing up. And I looked, and I seen it from a distance, and I was like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> like, this is going to be fun. Yeah. So we get to it, and it was over. Mm-hmm. We go in, and as soon as we get in the rapid, now this is a level four. Level five is like the, the worst one. Now this is, I'm going to get detailed. Okay. Because this right here is what, what made me really know that God's real for me. Okay, and it may, it may be his 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 real experience. Anybody's experience is this is what pulled me in. Was was going into the rapid, and we got stuck on top of a rock. Now me and Justin's in the back with Skipper, and the two other guys is up front. So we're sitting there and we're like scooting on the rock, trying to get us to pop off the rock. The front of the raft's just kind of flapping. As soon as we pop loose, it just throws us off. Oh. <laughs> so Justin goes out into the water, yeah. and I land on top of Justin, and Skipper falls out, <laughs> the, our, our raft guide. So he's out in the rapids with us. Yeah. And as soon as I go under, you know, for, you know, adrenaline kicks in. I'm like, yeah, 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 like that, and I come to pop up out of the water. And as soon as I pop up, the raft lands on top of my head and uh-huh. knocks me back under. Yeah. It knocked me back under, and um, I had a dip in. Mm-hmm. I'm getting pulled up under the water. I pop my head out. And I grab my dip and I throw it out like a little grenade. <laughs> yeah. And I get pulled back under the rapid. Mm-hmm. And that was like, the, in my mind, that was the second part of the rapid. Mm-hmm. And it pulls me under and it beats the crap out of me. I'm hitting rocks, boulders. I mean, I'm starting to get scared. Did you I'm hurt like, the rocks at all? Huh? Did you hurt the rocks? He probably broke a <laughs> I mean, couple boulders. Yeah, I hurt. He smashed his knee pretty good. Yeah, so I mean, sure I, I had knee too. surgery done when I was like 20 years old, and I went uh-huh. knee first into a big one, and it, it messed it up pretty good. So I get I get through, and um, under the water, I thought what was Justin, it was my jacket, got knocked off of me. Okay. The water was that, for, you know, that forceful. It knocked my rain jacket out mm-hmm. from my um, life jacket. I had it stuffed in the front. Okay. I'm thinking it was Justin. I'm in this dark, murky water, and I grabbed it, and I was like, okay, that's not Justin. And I'm sitting there, and Skipper told us the whole time, you know, this is what you do if this happens, blah, blah, blah. Feet up, and I'm in panic mode. So I'm, like, trying to fight this this current and this rapid that's just pushing me down, yeah. and the water's just getting darker and darker and colder. And I'm like, Oh my God! Like I'm not, and I'm just going down and down, and I'm not touching no mud, no no ground, no nothing. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, this is it. And I popped up, and I went to reach for Justin, and not knowing you're not supposed to like, I guess if you're drowning, don't pull somebody in with you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
I ended up going back under again, and I don't know how long I was underwater. It seemed like an eternity, mm-hmm. and it may have been 30, 45 seconds, maybe a minute, but it was forever for me. Yeah. And I remember in my head, I can't tell you how many times I literally said, God save me, God mm-hmm. help me, over and over and over. And then, like, the last breath that I tried to keep in, I was thinking, what is Justin going to tell Haley? Because the day that I'm drowning in this in this in the French Broad River was our anniversary. Oh, she's at home. I'm with the church guys, you know, trying to get right, and then possibly he's got to tell her that I died in the river. So your first day <laughs> was in uh, jail, right? And then, yeah. Then your first anniversary, real our first real day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think you He'd been under influence every time they had been like all their whole mm-hmm. and so then when he finally sobered up he was in jail oh okay so that's that's why he said the first yeah. time he actually okay. saw her through sober eyes yeah and then you're literally their first yeah like day. our no. first our first real <laughs> date of Haley dating my my alter ego His was called co- my name was tommy okay all right and if you go on my facebook page you know it's got the testimony it, it shows you pictures of who i was and who i am now Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I'm way close to 240 pounds, and I was like 180, which is small for, for somebody that's been this size their whole adulthood. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, our, when I met her, I was in the beginning stages of the relapse, mm-hmm. and she's never encountered no real addiction, drug addict. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I tried to hide it from it at first because I thought I had it under control. Yeah. And I didn't, and it just got worse. And it got, when I thought it couldn't get no worse, it got worse. And then from there, it just, it, that day I went to jail was God saving my life right then. Yeah. I and, went to jail on what, a Wednesday, and I got to visit on a Friday. Yeah. So he'd been in jail for two or three days. And was and she was like he saw me, so that was our first real encounter with each other. And, and then, she and she told my family and she told me, you know, I'm glad you went to jail, you know. But she was like, I was so close to being like just being done with you. Yeah. Because I told her, and I, out of all the bad things I've done, I remember telling her at my brother's house on the porch when we first started dating. I was like, I knew I knew what storm was coming, and I had no control over, it, and I told her. Don't be with this version of me. Yeah, like it's not going. It's not going to be. I'm. It's not going to be good for you. Like, mm-hmm. don't b- let me sober up, so you can date the real me. Because you don't. This is the bad version of me. Yeah, and she refused. She stayed. She 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 toughed it out. And uh, but I did tell her, you know, that it can't. You know, it's not going to rain forever, so to yeah. speak. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there will be sunlight. Yeah, at the end of this storm. Once, if you weather this storm, that was that's his exact words. I don't know how many times I heard that. If you weather <laughs> this weather storm, storm, if you just weather a storm, you'll see a whole other person. Yeah, and she did, but that storm was brutal. Yeah, like it was awful. And um, so about drowning in the river, mm-hmm. and uh, I get back in the raft, and I remember just being in shock, like because I literally thought I was taking my last breath underwater. Or hold my last breath. Right. And, um, you know, I just remember, ooh, 
I remember I looked up at Justin and Skipper and other guys that was on there, and um, he was like, he just tapped me. He was like, man, are you all right? I was just like, no, like, I'm not. Yeah. And that's when I got to know God. The scariest day of my life is many as many needles as I stuck in my arm and tried to kill myself mm-hmm. was like a cakewalk the day that I gave my life to God. The hardest day was also the the best day. I hadn't looked back. That's awesome. Sorry for crying. No, man. (laughs) That's okay. That's great. That's 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 awesome. That's what this is all about. It's real. It's real. You know, and I've seen... I've seen... uh, a change in Zach since that that day, like huge. I know Haley shaking her head, yes, and and you know my wife, she she does she don't know she hasn't been around Zach as as much um, as as I have, and and Haley, and even her, even she is just like you can just see see it in in Zach. You know, uh, there's been many youth here at, at church, and and once they really surrender their life to Christ you just we, we've had this conversation where it's like you just see the difference in the looks on their faces and it's a whole true it's happiness a, it, a, a happiness that can only be described as joy the joy of the Lord and knowing it's a it's a non-arrogant confidence yeah because you know that and especially someone like you who's been through so much and put themselves through a lot um you don't have that fear of that anymore. And, you know, and, and I think that, um, I think that seeing that fruit for a lot of people is constant revival. Like oh yeah. You bring upon, you bring about revival in the people that you meet when you tell this story because you're proof of God's power and what he can do. Oh yeah. Um, and it's not, it, it, it's something that I don't want to brag about, but I am going to brag about. You know because what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 yeah. And, and I've told Zach, I said, you know, there's been things. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a real friend to him. You know, like oh, we um, get real. I I, 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 I ask real questions <laughs> and I poke him to see if he'll he'll budge. You know, on yeah. things. And and um, I've told him. I said I have no faith in you, but I've got all the faith in God. So that's where I want to see. Your heart, you know, oh, and, yeah. and that goes with anybody and everybody, including myself. I'm constantly checking myself on that. Like, I don't have any faith in myself. I'm going to fail myself every time. Mm-hmm. But if I'm rooted in Christ and have a firm foundation with that, then there's nothing that can that can budge me. And, and I, I want to see that with the people I love, you know. And, yeah. and, and what I'm seeing now is someone who has a hunger for that. And, and with this, when this song... Uh, 
came about, and well, when I say the song, when he decided, when he wanted me to do the song uh, with him, um, I'd already seen this fruit. You know, I'd already mm-hmm. seen like this life change, and so I was all in. Yeah, absolutely. I went from someone who was like, "We'll see," you know, I can maybe, hopefully. I basically had to like prove myself. Well, yeah, I think I just I, I found something. I, I had a reason to want other than just like, oh, this is a side project, something I'm going to do on the side to kind of get, help you out, but yet also um, learn how to... There's do, a learning process do for some, all of us. Yeah, but but I was like, I was invested in your story. I seen, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was a part of that story. I wanted to I wanted to see. And then once the song started coming together, I mean, we, we stayed here and just... Long hours. Nailed it down. <laughs> you know, two two or three nights, it was pretty much done, I guess. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. And so, I mean, it. Uh, I ain't trying to hijack that. No, no, go ahead. But, go but, ahead. But, uh, like, I, I think that going through some of the, the lyrics is a good idea. It, um, and he can actually, we can actually put the podcast at the end of this episode. I mean, the song at the end of this episode, since we're talking about the song. Um, it'll, it'll put it from Spotify straight to the. Anchor allowed Spotify to play the song at the end of each podcast if we want if we like to do that. So um, I'm cool with whatever y'all yeah, do. So that so we'll have that at the end of the episode. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> let's um, you want to go through some of the lyrics on this? Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. Just because I'm I'm um, I think it's a uh, it's worthy of. Uh, And this all started from us pulling over at the gym and saying, I said, look, Justin's at the church. I yeah. said, we're going, let's go down there. Yeah, so we were in the middle of a podcast, and, and I get a phone call, I mean, a text that says, come outside. He's out there. I introduced him to Justin, and I said, this is someone you need to get on your podcast and tell his testimony and about his song that he heard. And he's like, okay, let's do it now. So yeah. here we are. That's, that's uh, I you know, that's how God, <laughs> to me, that's a, God moment there. Definitely. Was, uh, this is a story that needs to be heard. Let's see, Diamond in the Rough. Um, I don't. I don't have the full lyrics on, on me. Well, the lyrics are. Yeah. <laughs> it says, um, "From everything I've known, between the rights and wrongs, you were always there, but I felt alone. I should have trusted you. You never did me wrong." Glory to your name, glory to your throne. For me, you know, that was, like I told you earlier, God's always been in my life. You know, mm-hmm. it ain't like I grew up in a house where we worship Satan or trees or whatever. You know, yeah. I always knew about God and who he was. Mm-hmm. He just, it was never a thing of him like him sinking his claws into me and really, you know, just like, putting his, his, the good venom sinking into me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, so, you know, from everything I've known between the rights and wrongs, you were always there. You know, it's been any bad situations that I've been in, even as a child, when I was innocent, yeah. to when I was an adult making the dumb decisions that I made. You know, he was always there, and I just, I wouldn't let him in. Yeah. And, um... We were just having a conversation right before, uh... We were outside talking about um, mm-hmm. 
the Bible verse that says that he's made himself, God has made himself known to every man. Right. And then we was talking about the, the apologetic uh, argument of, of the oughts and ought nots. Mm-hmm. And like how the moral argument of saying, like, you know the right and wrong. Yeah. Therefore, that's enough, like, that's a reason to believe in God is that you know the difference between rights and wrongs. So when this when this song, you had that lyric, mm-hmm. with from everything I know in between the rights and wrongs, you were always there. But I felt alone. But I felt alone. And I was like, that's exactly what that is. In my, in my, when I was listening to it, I mean, I, I that's what that sounds like to me is, mm-hmm. is that like between the rights and wrongs, the, you know, knowing what's right, knowing what's wrong. You were always there, but I felt alone. I don't know. It's just such a cool yeah. that we would have that conversation just earlier too about the, the, um, the next verse of you've opened up my eyes and now I know the truth. You gave your life for me. How could I question you? To turn my life around, you washed me with your blood, water into wine, diamond in the rough. You know, God turned water into wine. You know, he basically showed people his power and showed them how real he is, you know. And uh, for me, you know, that day on the water, on the river with Justin, when I went into the water, you know, and I I had no control. As physically strong as I, I think that I am or... I'm mentally strong that I think that I am. Mm-hmm. And I know, the water. I know y'all can't see him, but dude's buff. Like, <laughs> like he's, he's a meaty feller. <laughs> I, like, I like meat and bread, meat and cornbread. Um, yeah, I felt just powerless. And that's something that even, you know, being a, a recovering drug addict or, you know, being a man of God is um, – you know, having control, mm-hmm. you know, when you have no control of anything, of, of the situations you're in, like being a drug addict, I had no control. As bad as I, I said in my mind how bad I wanted to get out from that life, it had me by the throat. Yeah. And it refused to let go. And, um, you know, that day in the water, as much as I fought and tooth and nail to to get to the top to get a uh, a breath of air, it wasn't happening. Like I mean, that was the that was the the hardest day of my life. Yeah, that was me and God one on one fighting tooth and nail. Me fighting maybe against him. Yeah, or for him. You know, I don't know, but I know that's the that's the hardest day of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, when he finally said, all right, I'm going to show you. I'm going to pull you from this water. And I popped up out of the water, and I could breathe air instead mm-hmm. of get, like, I don't know how much water I engulfed underwater. Yeah. And I hate being explicit, but I even vomited underwater. That's, mm-hmm. how, much I, that's how much I swallowed underwater. Wow. So when I come up for air, and I seen the light, and I seen trees, and I seen rocks and dirt every demon every every bad negative thing that was in that water with me it stayed wow. when, when I come up it's the most intense baptism I've ever seen <laughs> dude that was the craziest <laughs> baptism ever um, and I've always I pointed this out to him as well um, talking about diamond in the rough you know uh in the, in the Bible it says, you know, uh, Nathaniel, and he's like, 
he says, you know, Nazareth, exclaimed Nathaniel, can anything good come from Nazareth? You know, it's like mm-hmm. Jesus was the diamond in the rough, you know, and, and him being from a place that, you know, was like the worst place, you know, like yeah. anything good come from there and, and the ultimate, the only good ever, the only good came from Nazareth, yeah. you know, yeah. and I think that's intense. I mean, uh, uh, interesting. And also, you know, um, the the fact that he brings out the only good in us. He is the only good in us. And, and just water into wine, the miracle of, of, of making something um, new, something mm-hmm. better. I mean, even diamonds, right? They're, they're made from dirty... Black mm. coal. I mean, right. being Under pressurized. pressurized right. yeah. yeah, I mean that's the whole metaphor of of what your song. And I remember for. us. I remember sitting in that in that room and you being like, "Does this even make sense? Yeah. Water in the wine, diamond <laughs> in the rough. Like it just came out so natural." And he and I was like, and when I read it, I got goosebumps and was like, "Dude, I like that line." I didn't know why I liked that line at first. You know, it took me. It took. It just me, sounded. Good. I had to like really think about it and be like, okay. And one thing about writing lyrics. For me, at least, is like I gotta go over it, and if I've got to make like mental do mental gymnastics to make it make sense, mm-hmm. I don't want it in there, yeah, you yeah. know. But this was not that. This was one that like I had to think about and be like make make sure it made sense. Mm-hmm. But it made so much sense that it was hard to think that it came so natural without. You know what I mean? Like unorthodox. Yeah, yeah. Like he just wrote it down. Was like, does that make sense? I think it makes sense. And I'm like, dude, that makes so much sense. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. And like he was saying, you know, like nothing, you know, Jesus coming from Nazareth, you know, he made, you know, what I'm saying like Nazareth is known for for God for Jesus, mm-hmm. and you know, like I've told Haley, you know, being from Gaffney, you know. I play football here. This is a football town. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so my whole life growing up, you know, Gaffney was such a fun place. Yeah. Because I never seen the bad of it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What I, the bad life that I was living in, that I grew up in, was normal to me. Yeah. So that wasn't something out of the ordinary. You know, the life that I grew up in was my normal. And when I tell people my normal, they're just like, whoa, like, that's not normal. <laughs> well, it was to me. Yeah. So, you know, growing up, living my life, going to prison, drugs, this, that, and the other, you know, I even told her, like, up until I found Christ, you know, I was like, I hate this town. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate it. Everywhere I go, everywhere, Walmart, Dollar General, wherever, I see a drug addict. I've either done drugs with them sold drugs to them or bought drugs from them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's sad. Yeah. But that's anywhere you go in this world. That's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. But it also is the what you make in life is the world that you can live in. Yeah. And, you know, that day on the river, when I got the, the brutal baptism, you know, when I look at life now, you know, it's, it's all of, to me, and it sounds so <laughs> so simple and plain, but it's all, it's all how you make it, you know. Back before February, I would have never thought me and him would have crossed paths. I would have maybe never even thought that me and her would even still be together because right. I knew she was 
that girl's got patience. And I mean, I pushed every button, every every button you could push to, to make somebody not like you. I pushed it. Probably not even pushed it. Probably kicked it. And that girl, Miss Haley Watson, is the most. Couldn't ask for nothing. Haley didn't do that though. God did that. God gave her to me. And um, I know for anybody that's like doubts God, He's real. Like I'm living proof. These scars. That's like He's real. Um. So. On the on the bridge, we came to the bridge of the song and and didn't have any lyrics. It was like thinking, do we do a breakdown? What do we do here? And and with the prodigal son being like his, basically his life verse at this right. point, you know, yeah. Like, uh, he mentioned, why don't we find something from the prodigal son? I was like, why don't you read the prodigal son? <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we put we put, we put him on there reading the prodigal son, and I tried to did like a you know, kind of like the meg- megaphone, old speaker kind of sound to mm-hmm. it, you know. and uh, Some Billy Graham stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't like it at first, and I think it's still, maybe it's growing on him. It, it, he, he's like, it's he, sound, he thinks he sounds really country. I told him to own it, though. He's from Gaffney. He's got to own it. Yeah. I mean. But, but that's one of my favorite. However I can get the message across somebody, you know, like that's I said, there's a, there's actually a, um, I guess it's like a halfway house in Jonesville. Okay. Called the Prodigal Home. Mm-hmm. And apparently, some woman whose son is currently an addict, or uh, alcoholic addict, um, sent me a message on my band page and was like, "You know, your message, and um, your message is powerful." And um, you know, just reaching out to somebody. <laughs> Sorry, guys, my stomach's growling. <laughs> that was so good. Okay. That was awesome. <laughs> but just knowing, man, I mean, that there's other people like me out there. Absolutely. And that there's, it's never too late. I mean, it's awesome, dude. I was a walking zombie for almost a year, mm-hmm. like every day. I can't tell you in six months how many full hours of of a day that I slept. I would go weeks Mm -hmm. for staying up and sleep for like three or four days straight and then wake up and start Mm -hmm. my my run again. And um, can't tell you how many encounters with bad people with guns being pulled on me, Mm -hmm. me pulling a gun on somebody. Um... And to me, you know, somebody that's out there listening, you know, it don't matter how bad it is, it can always get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. just when I thought it couldn't get worse, it got worse. Just when I thought, like, it couldn't get better for me, it got better. Mm -hmm. And it got way better. And, um, you know, as much as I I will preach until the day... I die that God's real. Satan's real too. Yeah. And Satan's 
really real. Like, and he, it's he's serious. serious. That's and serious, serious stuff. Yeah, like between doing drugs, being up for days, hallucinating, hearing things. I mean, that's all. That's all Satan. Yeah. I mean, dude, I can't tell you how many times that I have like just be out there, my mind be on Pluto somewhere, and hear voices. Evil thoughts, you know, and I, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying like that's real. And anybody that is a, is a drug addict or a recovering drug addict knows what I'm saying is the truth. Mm-hmm. And as as real as I felt God that day, I've I felt Satan too. And it's if anybody has any sense, you know, get right with God. Amen. Amen. You got anything else to add, Justin? Oh, man, close this I, up? I think I think this is uh super productive day I mean this is like our, our second and a half podcast for the day right <laughs> um, I guess I guess this will be our Halloween Halloween episode that's awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> go for it right um, Zach thank you so much for being on the show man I really appreciate it and thanks for making me cry and everything so oh. <laughs> also I mean let's let's uh, shout out to uh, his Spotify his Facebook page it's uh, Bury Me Broken um, you can go there, and uh, we're working on an acoustic version of the song now. Awesome. Um, so Great. That should be up not too much longer, hopefully. And um, if you don't have Spotify, it is on uh, iHeartRadio, too, right now. It will be on all the platforms, but it's just, it's a process. So, But we do know for sure that it is on Spotify and iHeartRadio. Definitely. Is it taking it a while to get to iTunes? iTunes is, yeah, it's taking a minute. Yeah. Oh, this is a brand new, this is a brand new, uh, brand new band, um, band artist page. page. Right, yeah, it takes a little while. Okay. So. But yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, dude, I, I can't, I can't wait to, to get a full album together of Bury Me Broken. I think it's a great project. Um, it allows me to write and produce outside of my normal range and what I normally be a part of, so, um, One last thing I just wanted to say, and I and I tell her all the time, you know, just like Justin's world of music prior to Christ, mm-hmm. and then my world of music prior to Christ. Mm-hmm. I've always been into hard rock, heavy metal. Yeah, him and his music is totally night and day. Yeah, I'd say it. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. But Metcalf knows, man. <laughs> he knows. He knows. I'm into some weird stuff. Um, but you know, I just would have never thought. That, right. You know, I'm just glad God put us together. That's right. Because I would have never yeah. thought in a million years, you know, even besides the music, just God putting him back in my life, that <clears throat> that something from two different worlds, you know, could make something so good. Well, not only that. Just to add me in there, I play gospel hymns acoustic most of the time. And, I mean, we have a banjo at church and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, God brought all three of us together exactly right. for some reason. I mean, absolutely. absolutely. Dragged you out of the parking lot to bring you up yeah. here. So, it, um, you know, God works. You know, he does things on his time. You know, if that's the case, if, if I would have over all these years... Of good and bad, if God answered every time that I said, "God help me," you know, mm-hmm. I, I would never, I would never be who I am. Yeah, you know, He does things when He feels it's it needs to be done, and you know, here we are. 
Yeah, it was an awesome story, man. With, with an awesome story that glorifies the kingdom, brings glory to Jesus. Um, if we can continue to do that with everything else, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Keep building on that one brick at a time. But I think this podcast is definitely a real solid brick. Yeah. So Most uh, definitely. So let me wrap it up then. Um, like I said, thank you so much, Zach, for being here. Haley, appreciate you guys uh, stopping by. And being on this episode, Justin producing everything and uh, being awesome at what he does, <laughs> even though he is a little weird. Damn weird. He's but a little weird. We it. love him. I own it. I own it. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys also for listening out there, and just make sure that you share and subscribe and, and just keep listening, and thank you so much once again. <laughs>